0: This is episode number 171, and today I'll share about when I decided to pull the trigger on this podcast and my online teaching ministry. Welcome to the Practical Christian Podcast. My name is Travis Albritton, your friendly neighborhood Bible teacher. Each week, we'll dive into the tips, tricks, and hacks that you can implement in your daily life to become a more effective Christian. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's jump into your daily dose of practical Christian training. So why did I decide to start this podcast anyway? Was I bored? Restless maybe? Uh, Probably a mixture of both. But if I'm totally honest, the reason that I started this podcast and all of the other things that I've invested my time in the last couple of years Uh, goes much deeper than just being bored and restless. To be honest, I started this podcast because, well, I had to. (laughs) You know, this, the Practical Christian Podcast is the result of years of God working on my heart, leading me, uh, guiding me, and ultimately bringing me to a breaking point, a point where I had to shift my entire perspective on life, about what it meant to follow Him, and about what it meant to trust in Him. And you may feel like God is calling you to do something, the way that I did several years ago, or even that He's painting you into a corner where you have no way out, literally no way out, except His way. Uh, And I can totally relate to that, because that's exactly how I felt about two and a half years ago. And what ultimately led me to action of moving forward from that place and to starting an online teaching ministry is that the pain of maintaining the status quo of staying where I was was greater than the pain that I would have to endure to change my life. You know, the, the, on, the, on the scales of discomfort, it was far more uncomfortable for me to stay where I was versus changing and following what God had put on my heart. And ultimately, I just got to the point where I knew that I couldn't continue to follow the path that I had laid out for my life, that I couldn't continue to pursue my career and the trajectory that I had set myself on. But the struggle, as often it is with trying to figure out what God is asking us to do, is I didn't really know what the next step would look like. You know, I didn't know if I'm going to change, what am I changing to? What's the plan, God? (laughs) Lay it out for me. Let me know that this is a good move. He doesn't usually give us those kinds of details. Uh, Instead, he asks us to step out on faith and to trust in him. So uh, what you're about to hear for the rest of this episode is uh, actually the first episode in my first podcast, Ministry Startup. So I don't know if you know that, but uh, I actually had a podcast before this one. And in this uh, clip that you're going to hear, in this section, you're going to hear about my breaking point. You're going to hear about what happened and how I felt in the moment when I decided that enough was enough and I had to do something, and then how God led me to this new path that has been just incredible. You know, this was the point in my life where I decided to stop fighting God and just Trust him and run into the unknown. So if you are feeling this pull, if you are feeling like God is calling you into a new adventure, then I hope this episode gives you the courage and if you need it, the permission to go all in on what God has put on your heart. I hope you enjoy Ministry Startup.
1: It's four fifty two in the morning. Um I literally want to be doing anything else but going to this job. Uh, I just feel empty. I just feel like I'm I'm wasting my life. There's so much more I could be doing. I just knew what it was And it's frustrating It's frustrating Feeling like I can't escape Like Like I'm trapped Because I just don't know How to get out of this I just don't know what to do If only I knew what to do
0: not one of my best days. This was me not too long ago, and this was becoming more of a thing. And it wasn't just my job. This feeling was starting to creep into other areas of my life as well. The things that I used to really enjoy were starting to lose their luster, and every day felt like another wasted opportunity. I was having a midlife crisis at the ripe old age of 26. And what made it even worse was the guilt. I knew there was no logical reason for why I was feeling the way that I was. If you looked at my life from the outside, everything looked like it should be going great. All I had to do was look around and see all the ways that God had blessed my life. That should fix it, right? I had nothing to complain about. Yet here I was, still feeling miserable and lost. This wasn't something I had prepared for or even anticipated. I planned my life down to the last minute detail, got the right degree, landed the right job, and it still wasn't enough. If you've ever finished a puzzle, you know the most satisfying moment is when you put the final piece into place. You also know how completely demoralizing it is to put in all that work to finish the puzzle only to realize at the end that the final piece was missing. I was starting to feel like an incomplete puzzle, waiting for the missing puzzle piece. I tried to stuff these feelings for a while, hoping that if I ignored them, they might just go away. But as you've probably guessed, that just made things worse. When I couldn't take it anymore, I approached my good friend Paul Trimble and Told him the truth about what was really going on inside of me. I followed up with him recently and asked him what he remembers from that conversation. Testing, testing. All right, awesome. So, so when we got together, when I said, "Hey, Paul, I need to talk to you," do you, do you remember that conversation? I do
2: remember that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, what do you what do you remember about that conversation? What do I remember? Um, it felt like you were. At a low point emotionally, um, fatigued, drained, and um, yeah, just I, I would say at wit's end. Maybe with feeling like you had pushed and pushed and, and worked really hard in uh, several fronts, ministry-wise, poured yourself out, set goals, gone after those goals, seen a lot of results, but maybe not as not matching to your expectation level, which was quite high. And so there was disappointment with that.
0: <laughs> a little high, <laughs> <laughs> a little high, yeah.
2: Maybe a little unrealistically high. Yeah. Um, so disappointment with that, and just frustration, and, and maybe, maybe a little sense that you, 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 maybe you yourself sensed that your expectations were too high, but you didn't know what to do about that. That's just kind of what came naturally to you. So yeah. what are you supposed to do? Um, so that's what I remember. You, you were. Uh, what I felt was you were emotionally drained and energy drained, I don't know if that's a term but, but yeah. I felt like I've been there before and that's what I felt like I saw yeah. that day
0: Yeah, at that point I, I felt aimless like I had no clear direction mm-hmm. and you know, I was I felt like I was spinning my wheels that I could chart out the next 30 years of my life and my career and I hated what I saw I was like, I do not want to do this but I don't. I feel trapped because my whole life has led up to this point to get me to here. Yeah, and I'm realizing that it's not what I want. I remember at one point saying, um, "I feel like I'm wasting my life." Mm. That that was like that was like a something I thought about every single day. It's like I'm wasting my life, and just the the guilt
2: of that. Yeah, like you were tortured by that thought.
0: Yeah, but then I also didn't like, being a logical person didn't see a, a reason to feel that way. Mm-hmm. You know, like, from the outside, it looks like totally, Your life
2: looks pretty good. Yeah.
0: yeah. And even, you know, from a cr- solid Christian perspective, yes, like pretty, you know, devoted dude, serving in lots of ways, mm-hmm. like, sure, he's doing great. And then internally just feeling, like, completely disconnected. Yeah. And, like, I had no idea where I was going or what I was doing. And then the thought that I could spend my life doing something that was not what I wanted to do, but even more so just, like, not what God wants me to do or not what God created me for. Just kind of like this train of thought of, like, you know, am I not taking advantage of certain opportunities by being safe, by Mm -hmm. taking the safe road, by not pushing full into some kind of ministry capacity? I'm just like sticking with my salary job because it's easy, it's conservative. I want to take risks, I wanna live an adventurous life, and I feel like I'm settling into something that's subpar.
2: Yeah. So like you had some fear of falling short of your full potential. I don't mean to sound like a cliche, but yes. something short of your what you could fully do um, yep. to to serve God.
0: Yeah. And and the fear that I would get to the end of my life and look back and have regret. Mm -hmm. scared me probably more than, than I ever thought that it could after my conversation with Paul I really started to make some progress I decided that enough was enough I didn't want to stay in this place I was tired of feeling defeated I was tired of feeling stuck and so I just started doing everything and anything that I could to learn and it was frustrating at first it felt like I might not even find the answer But then, some things started to click into place. Why am I here? That is the question that keeps me up more often than not. I knew why I was here with everyone else, why people are here, why human beings are here, but I still really wrestled with, you know, why why am I here? And, you know, why am I the way that I am? Why am I outgoing? So, I kept talking for a little while, just sorting through all the things that I had learned about myself, all the things I was discovering, and then I said something pretty profound, actually. Something that would be a much bigger deal than I thought at the time. So, you know, what I really found to be fulfilling for me is that I love helping people reach their full potential that gives me more fulfillment than anything else and then when i figured out that my spiritual gift is teaching how can i channel my desire to help people reach their full potential with my talent and gift in teaching how can i really live a life that reflects the things that are truly important to me when i really when i sit down and think about it you know that i can sit down and say money's not important but then if i make decisions based on how much money i'm making then money is important so really just doing a a serious audit of my life and I've gotten to the point now where I feel really resolved I want to wake up every single day knowing that I am doing exactly what I was made to do and that I am fulfilling my potential on this earth so that when I get to heaven I will have left nothing on the table I would have left it all on the field put in everything that I had then everything that I could do to leave an impact, to help people, to love people, and to walk with God every single step of the way. So I finally discovered what I felt called to do, what I would be excited about waking up to every day. I wanted to go back into ministry There were only two problems with this discovery, two small problems. (laughs) Number one, my wife Andrea and I had decided that we wanted to settle in Jacksonville. We moved around a lot early on in our marriage, and we wanted the opportunity to cultivate some deep relationships and really invest in one place. Now, typically, when you want to be hired as a minister, you go to where they need you, wherever that may be. The other option would be to hang tight and wait it out until something opens up where you are that would be a good fit. So that second problem I mentioned earlier, the church that I would work for, my home church in Jacksonville, they weren't hiring anyone, nor were they planning on hiring anyone in the near future. It seemed I was stuck back at square one. Just when I thought that I wouldn't be able to act on this burning desire I was feeling, God threw a curveball. It started with a normal midweek church service and quickly turned into the spark that would fuel a new direction in my life. You see, at this midweek service, our evangelist at the time, Jamie Robbins, was rolling out a new initiative, something that would not only change the fabric of our church, but my future as well. I caught up with Jamie recently, and I asked him to fill in some of the details from that fateful night. So a little over a year ago, almost a year and a half ago now, you summoned the church for this special all-church midweek big announcement and rolled out this Operation Bold Move initiative. Tell me about how that came to be. What was the process for you of kind of the seed of the idea of potentially making that shift all the way through putting it out there and saying, this is what we want to try to do.
3: So Operation Bold Move was basically a chance for me to bring in another pastor to work alongside, but in order to do that, I was going to have to ditch my salary for us to pay him. And the genesis to that actually goes way back to when I first went into ministry. For whatever reason, I the one thing I hated about ministry was actually getting paid to be in it. And not that I didn't think it was right or that I, just, you know, uh, don't muzzle the ox kind of thing. I knew that. I knew scripturally. But my entire life in ministry, I've always thought, wouldn't it be great to support yourself in ministry? So anyways, that idea was with me for... Uh, two decades and I was always trying to find different ways to support myself in ministry. One time I started a a t-shirt company on the side and I thought, you know, this will bring in extra money and it not failed. And and I thought I'm going to become a cartoonist for the newspaper. (laughs) Then I just have to draw one cartoon a day and I could do that and then go do ministry. And of course I tried that and I got rejected by all the syndicates. And, um, and then it was one day I came across this whole world of public speaking, and I noticed that there were people doing this, speaking in corporations, and they were getting paid more than I was getting. They were getting paid more in one speech than I was in a whole month. I had a desire to do that for many years. I had, had started a business on the side, speaking in the corporate world. Uh, but still, I was in ministry because I loved it. I loved leading churches and things like that. And I also felt like we needed something else to kind of go to the next level in our church growth. We needed some more staff, but we just didn't have the money to basically as I, I feel like God really connected me with uh, another preacher named Jonathan Perkins and we hit it off. We thought very much alike. And we began talking about him coming to Jacksonville to partner with me and the leadership and the more we talked about that, the more excited we got. But then we were also realizing the reality was we didn't have the money to pay for him. And so it, kind of, it was like two worlds coming together. We had this guy I wanted to bring in, but we couldn't afford him. Then we had me, who've always wanted to be self-supporting in ministry. And I just thought, you know what? Maybe this is all God's timing. And this is a time to just go out in faith and cut my salary, hire Jonathan, and live happily ever after.
0: Now, I had heard of people supporting themselves while they did ministry, and I even knew a couple of them. But until this point in my life, I had never actually considered doing it myself. But for some reason, at this moment in time, I could think of nothing better to pursue. I was determined to not only build a financially stable ministry that could support me and my family, But I wanted to blaze a new trail for others to follow, a way for more Christians to use their gifts in the full-time ministry without needing to draw a salary from their local congregation. But what would my ministry look like? Who would I help? And how would I help them? That's coming up on the next episode of Ministry Startup. Well, that is it for today. If you'd like to continue listening to the rest of Ministry Startup, you can find it and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or at ministrystartup.com. And if listening to this episode has helped you either find the courage or the permission to go all in on what God has put on your heart, please share it with someone else that you think would benefit from listening to this episode. Every day is an opportunity to grow closer to God and make a positive impact on the people around you. Take action with what you've learned and help make the world a little more like heaven. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you soon.